Hello, dear friends, and welcome to another episode of Life of Love. We're so excited to join in the sacred space of curiosity, creativity, and connection. And I'm so honored to bring you the special guest this week. She has been living her life of joy on a spiritual journey of growth and personal development. And her trajectory has been amazing. She she struggled as a child with body identity, and she's just lifted everyone else up along the way with her healthy servicing of others from her pop-up yoga platform that she created and grew to her intuitive gifts. And Now she's releasing her first book. So I'm so excited. This book will be out by the time this airs. And I want to talk to her about the book, Embody Your Inner Goddess, A Guided Path to Radical Wholeness. It's just a wonderful book. And and I really love it because it reminds me a lot of my book. And and we I think we're kindred spirits in the idea that we just want everyone to just live their ultimate happy self and and these ways to get there. So interesting. So I'm going to talk about that with her. But Lauren, Lauren LaDuc, I appreciate you coming on Life of Love. Thanks for being here. Hi, Julie. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) I love your voice. (laughs) I love yours too. It is so funny. I was doing my throat um, chakra opening exercise. I saw it on your Instagram. Oh, nice. (laughs) This is so cool. I need to align my, what did you call it? That, uh, that part, it's like a... Oh, Vishuddha? Yes. yes. And I love the way <laughs> you pronounce the... How, you know, our energy centers in our body are called... Mm-hmm. I say chakras, yes. but they're like, chakras. I think chakras are fine. I um, love how you said it though. It's like I'm chakras. just a yoga nerd. <laughs> it reminded me of chutney. I was like, Ch- <laughs> chakras. I loved it. <laughs> it's It's really cool because it's like your frequency. So you pronouncing it in your divinity, it brings a different light to it. So I, I just loved it. I was like, I want to have her say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm definitely not um, a Sanskrit scholar or expert in any way, but I do try to do try to do my best to pronounce it because those words, uh, all of Sanskrit, like it's not every language holds a frequency, you know, but that one is very special and every word is very packed and loaded. So I don't think that pronouncing it incorrectly doesn't get the energy across, but for me, that's one way to honor the roots of the practices that I, that I steward and to hopefully get like a specific energy across when I'm talking about them, but it's certainly not perfect. (laughs) Oh, it's lovely. And I, agree with you. Every word has this powerful frequency behind it. And it's a powerful way to get your message across. And our words, our words are, like you said, we're stewards of our frequency and just, just understanding that divinity of even the things that come out of your mouth, it makes your experience so different. And gosh, that's what I wanted to to kick off with you about was you know, it's obvious you're dedicated to, and devoted to the divine feminine. And um, I just wondered when, what sparked that in you? When did you start, you know, seeing the divine feminine? Was it, was it a path or a light bulb or I'm curious about your story? Yeah, it was out of desperation, <laughs> I 
think is is truly how I found her. But I grew up in like a evangelical Christian setting, and I had a very specific idea of what God was. And although I had moments where I could like feel the divine within me, and to me it was less ex- explicable. I didn't really have any exposure to God beyond like uh, God created man and then created woman out of man. And, you know, women are kind of left out (laughs) of that story in a way. So we'll fast forward a lot. I'm on my healing journey. I accumulated a lot of student debt and just had so many uh, money stories and so much like sickness in my body, even around money in general. And I knew that to start turning that around and start healing it, I needed to really go beyond the typical advice and guidance that one normally gets. Like, could I start fixing things on a spreadsheet? Yes. But I knew I needed to go deeper than that and to spiritually heal. Mm. I just always had that intuition about a lot of things I think that I carried. Mm. And I found a chant on YouTube. (laughs) This is like when YouTube was fairly newer um, to Lakshmi, the goddess Lakshmi, who's the goddess of abundance. Oh, yeah. I say it Lakshmi. I don't know why. I think I add an extra vowel. But yes, I have a connection with that goddess as well. I just talked about her on the last podcast. I was a guest earlier and I was like, because I was talking to a man from India. The synchronicity is crazy. I said, I think I brought India into my field because of Lakshi. Is that how you say it? Uh, Lakshmi. 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 Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Yes, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's okay. That was like kind of my first exposure, I guess, to the divine feminine and to Mm -hmm. goddesses. I I of course knew they existed, you know, in other cultures, but hadn't really interacted in any way, didn't know much about them. So I would do this chant to her. And that was really my first exposure as well to, to mantra, mantra beyond like um, affirmations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny enough, I feel connected to India too. Now on my altar, I have a beautiful um, rosewood Lakshmi that I got while I was visiting several years ago. And uh, so it felt like kind of this full circle moment. And, yes. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I still am a devotee to her. But as I was studying yoga and learning more about the philosophy and the, the culture, I learned about the other goddesses as well. There's Mm -hmm. many of them, but I learned about the main ones and did practices to kind of awaken and embody them within me. And what struck me, I think, is just the diversity in them and their energies and that there isn't just like one way to be in the feminine. There's not just one way to be a woman by the way, feminine exists, exists within all of us. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what our gender is. Um, but there's the, there are so many facets to it. And we talk about Shakti energy, which is this feminine, like the raw feminine energy. And it's wild and it's creative and it's expressive. And as it is expressed through these different goddesses, we get to also look at these different qualities within ourselves. So uh, for instance, like where do we, where can we, uh, emit and embody abundance and, and luck and fortune? Like, how can we maybe find gratitude practices to realize that within us already? Um, 
And then I was introduced to goddesses like Kali, who's the destroyer of ego and who looks scary, right? And she slays demons and Mm -hmm. she has this like very powerful energy. And Dorga, who's a warrior, and Saraswati, who's a muse and a teacher, and um, Parvati, who's a a mother and, and a yogi. So, I mean, those are just a few of the goddesses, but they all embody these very different qualities that live within each of us. So for me, you know, certain parts of those energies were not things that I had really explored within me or that I had maybe shut down. Um, So by exploring that, I was able to learn more about myself and my own soul. And now when I'm working with the sacred feminine and I'm working with my own energy, um, while I have guides and and call on angels and things like that, I work with the inner goddess. And that is the feminine aspect of one's highest self. We each have one. And when I'm doing readings and things like that, that's who I'm working with the most. And you know, we all have this access to our highest selves, to our souls, to the divine within us. And I especially love working with the goddess. They're all different and beautiful, and they have so much to teach uh, our human selves. So yeah, as I'm working with the sacred feminine now, while I, I love the different goddesses from different traditions, and they've taught me so much, I'm looking more at this like individualized personal deity that we each have. And that's so fun. It's so fun. Because I mean, do you come does the name of the personal goddess come into the field when you're doing a reading or um, is it just, you know, like Julie goddess? Is there a name assigned separate from that person's human earth given name? It's kind of an interesting thing. So when I'm working with someone else's, I don't actually ask them their name. I just look at them and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, describe what they look like and what their energy is and all that. Um, I do have in my book, a guided meditation to meet your inner goddess And when I've led that for people before, uh, sometimes they ask them their name and sometimes it's their name, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's no name, and sometimes it's like a totally different name. So (laughs) it is kind of all across the board. And I typically think what I see and or whatever uh, the client or the student is seeing is what is going to, to, I guess, convey the energy in the best way for them. So mm-hmm. I suppose, does the name matter? It can, if it is impactful for them in some way. You know what I mean? I hear you. I have a friend yeah. and she's like, you know, I don't, I'm going to tell you, I don't associate, I don't really identify with my given name. And and it's a beautiful name and she knows it's beautiful and has, hist- you know, really great roots. But you know, that's why I was sort of on my forefront of consciousness was, you know, I wonder if our goddess names match or if mm-hmm. it matters. And like you said, it's probably individual. It's probably just like we are. We're all unique. So a name might mean something to someone and not someone else. And and it's it's really it's interesting. And then if you go into like the numerology of certain things, like maybe maybe her numerology doesn't add up. Like I need to look into it for her because she said it to me for a reason, and it's stuck in my consciousness. So mm. that's always fun, and I really do adore the idea that it's it's bringing the feminine, you know, mask, if it's a man asking about femininity or, uh, you know, whoever's asking, everyone has their masculine and feminine, but you're bringing it back to it's, it's 
in that person. It's part of them. It's not something you go out and get. It's not something you you strive for. It's it's there. It's just accessing it. Well, for sure. And for me, the reason that I have focused more on the feminine is because our society and culture is so hyper-masculine. Mm-hmm. So most of us are already pretty familiar with a lot of the qualities of the masculine because that's where we're living. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it really... Um, learning about calling upon and loving on my qualities that were more in the feminine was deeply healing for me. And I think that that's what many of us need to do to bring balance into the world. So it's definitely not like, oh, masculine's bad and feminine's good. It, it, there's not even good or bad labeled on it. It's just about bringing in more balance and more care. Um, because when either of them is overly expressed or maybe expressed and then twisted into something that isn't sacred, then it becomes a problem. So this is about kind of loving on these different feminine aspects of ourselves and in that finding wholeness. Um, And that's definitely been the case for me. For instance, um, sensitivity is definitely a feminine quality and it's something that I, I don't know if I could pinpoint, but th- that that was my affliction, I suppose, growing up. Uh, but once I did and then learned more about it, I realized that it's not something that is just going to keep holding me back from life. It's something that if I understand it and work with is a superpower. So for me, like a lot of the feminine is like, in my process and then what I guide others through is taking things that maybe we historically have found to be flaws or to be weaknesses and learning that they're actually our greatest strengths. Mm -hmm. Yes, I hear you. I hear you so clearly. And I can identify because I was always told I was too emotional, I was too sensitive and, you know, toughen up, keep, you know, don't be a baby, those kind of things. And, Mm -hmm. and I went through that same thing. And maybe that's why I, I gravitated toward goddess too, because it's like our, the programming, the overlay in our society is, is so based on productivity and the masculine that, you know, you don't feel connected because you're not serving that whole, that system of the masculine. And Sometimes you have to run up against a wall to see what's right in front of you and cherish what your gifts are. And I I believe that that's what happened to you too, is that it's like you had, you had to own it because if not, it was going to tear you apart. Mm, Yeah, that's exact. That's exactly it. Um, Trying to conform, I suppose, into the more masculine world was, was, detrimental for me um, on all levels, physically, mentally, spiritually. It really wasn't until I was able to unearth some of these things and um, live in a different way that I felt more happy and whole. You could shine your light and um, it just shines so brightly and the things Mm -hmm. that you're doing and I, I honor that because it, t- it took a lot of courage to be like, I'm vulnerable and to go there and, mm-hmm. and it's inspiring. So it's just, and I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, we do, we have this overlay, but then, you know, we follow these breadcrumbs and 
And I love how you have things on your website and and it's part of your field to um, help people unlock their purpose Mm. and um, to make sure that you're on track. And one of those things that popped out to me was your chakra superpower quiz. And so I wanted to, um, before we got in another track, you know, because this goes along with purpose and, and fulfilling your specific, you know, your uniqueness and each person has their own uniqueness. So ignoring anything that you feel or go through is, is just causing you pain. So, you know, it's, it's embracing your uniqueness and knowing that it's your divine being. So we're coming back to divinity again, mm-hmm. and now we're going into your chakra superpower quiz. And, and how did you come up with that? I'm so excited. Yeah. So for me, I think a lot of times when we're talking about these energy centers, we're talking about deficiencies, we're talking about balancing them. So I wanted to create something that would kind of unlock maybe what is so great about your energy and, and where your strengths lie. Because I think starting from there is is more positive and more powerful than like, where are you deficient in a way? And I don't even see them as deficiencies, but. Well, that's uh, the sacred feminine <laughs> is the unconditional love for whatever mm-hmm. comes forward. It's no exactly. judgment. You know, there's, there's no quantifying it. It's just, you love it because it is, it's yeah. yours. So that's, so, that's a very empowering feminine way to look at the chakras. So sorry, I didn't mean to know. Oh no, it's okay. So I was like trying to look at you mm-hmm. and you seem like you have a lot of strength. So I would maybe guess the third eye, but I that's the mystical mama, I think yeah. is what it's called. But I want to know what you got. Yeah, because I told you I took it. And I was like, guess mm-hmm. I got sorceress. Oh, okay. Okay. I so another higher chakra. <laughs> but, it's, you know, it's, it's probably... like source, <laughs> sorceress. Um, yeah. Yeah. So divinely connected. <laughs> And it that could, you know, I bet I could take it tomorrow and I get a different reading because I, I tend to float in and out of things and I just accept where I am. I float in and out of diets. I float in and out of practices and then, I, you know, I'll come back. And so that's what came up today. But um, <laughs> I just love that that was great. And then my, my thing is to surrender, to balance between action and surrender mm. and, um, that was really meaningful for me to read because sometimes I, I feel like I'm not doing enough action. And just to think about those are the polarities, action and surrender, and there's a balance. So yeah, it's a good reminder. Thank you. Yeah. And it, it's funny. I think a lot of times when we're talking about polarities, we're talking about like one or the other, but mm-hmm. the thing about them is that they're paradoxes. Like they simultaneously exist. So we can still do action while like being in the vibration of surrender, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I and like vice that. versa. Um, to me, surrender, uh, because it's honestly like the reason I've even thought about it is because it's been so difficult for me to grasp mm-hmm. in my life. To me, it's like an approach to ha- what you're doing. And yoga has really informed that for me too, but it's like, okay, I'm going to take this action, but I'm going to surrender the outcome. Right? Nice. Like I have this book coming out and I really want people to read it because I know it will be helpful. And I'm going to do everything I can to get it out there while not attaching to any specific result. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to surrender it and trust that it will reach who it's meant to reach Mm -hmm. and that 
you know, my inner goddess is, is up there orchestrating some things that I can't even see right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think part of that was our connection because I'm just, I'm a big cheerleader for you. I just, I'm really, really excited for what you've done and in the platform you're going to take off on. And, um, you know, just that deprogramming, like letting go of these, these ideas that we're not enough, that, that we've been programmed to think that, that we, we need to go outside of ourselves to be fixed and just breaking down those things and living in that, that divine acceptance and non-judgment and just putting that out there that that's part of your goddess and everyone has an inner goddess so it's just a beautiful beautiful message um and then i just have one more question i know that that you have a time constraint i want to respect your day but my last question was uh where do you go to find your inspiration Mm. it's funny i (laughs) for me inspiration is Definitely better if I'm not looking for it, if that makes sense. So that's a surrender, right? Like, well, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. For me, um, inspiration comes through surrender. And at the same time, when you're surrendering, you can't expect the inspiration to come because I think it comes when it will. I love um, oh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. Have mm-hmm. you read that? Not not the whole thing. I've dabbled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's such a great book. And she really mm-hmm. talks about inspiration as really something that's like floating out there. And if you, it, it might come to you if you make yourself a vessel for it. And then if you don't hop on it, it might just float over to somebody else <laughs> and come through them, uh, which, which I, I kind of love the idea of it as this, like, as this living muse in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, for inspiration, it comes best, um, you know, I'm, I'm an observer for sure. I, I like to, I'm more introverted. I like to kind of sit back and take things in and then take time to process them. Um, but for me, like my best ideas have come when I'm relaxed. So uh, that might be like when I was, I was looking for a way to promote my yoga studio a few years ago. And I was kind of like writing down all these different ideas, but the fully formed idea came when I got a massage and stopped thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The idea for this book came as like one download and not word for word, but the structure and the thesis and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. And it was when I was out on a walk with my daughter outside, just pushing the stroller. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a funny story in the book about um, about inspiration where I was um, a new mom, had a newborn baby, and my mind was so just like on her survival. I didn't even know how I was going to think about anything else for the rest of my life. And, <laughs> you know, I was very focused on that and uh, in survival mode for sure, just trying to like adjust to this new life and, and no sleep. And my mom came over. And I took a long shower and I relaxed suddenly. And then all of these ideas started coming through. And at the time I was kind of shooing them away like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> let's save yeah. this for later. Yeah, I don't have I don't have the bandwidth or like the physical capacity for this right now. But I, I thought it was funny just because that totally is for me, like how inspiration comes is through that surrendered, relaxed, feminine state. Mm-hmm. And I love telling people that too, because I think like, you know, we talk about like creative brainstorming and have whiteboards and, um, 
you know, meetings and all of that. And are those things important and helpful? Yes. But I think for like the initial divine inspiration for something to come through, it needs a relaxed vessel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because I I thought about asking because you, you have done so much and that, that inspiration, um, I was just curious because it's, it's so pure. So it make, it lines up that it's just coming to you. And, you know, there is a saying, you know, the best ideas come in the shower and that's not Mm -hmm. a coincidence. And then, you know, I always wonder, is it the water? Is it your intention when you enter the shower that you're just, you know, relaxing and letting go and, you know, it's it's a, a very cool thing. I think it's a, it's a combination of things like the warmth and the water provide the environment for the relaxation. They cut off a lot of the outside noise. Like, you know, the, there's this white noise that comes with the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, I love like Abraham Hicks. They talk about putting like using white noise or listening to a fan. And uh, that's how they recommend meditating, which I find pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, I think it's that you're naked, you know, like there, there's just so many elements that come together to provide like just a different environment than, than we're typically living in, in the rest of our day-to-day lives. And um, maybe you're alone. I, I'm not really alone in my showers right now because the toddler, but I, <laughs> I promise it's temporary. And then you're going to be like, why is it so quiet? <laughs> it's so weird. It's okay. well, then your dog it's... wants to come in the, watch me in the shower after that. That's my dog. Yeah. She always comes and gets under the bed to make sure I'm just taking a shower and not going somewhere. It's so Aww. funny. Yeah. Aww. It's, it's a sweet phase in life and I try to try to embrace it. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that question. And I hadn't really like thought too, <laughs> too deeply into the shower thing before. So I appreciate the, the invitation. Of course, I'm here to make space for you and, and help you. It's my pleasure. So oh, I've adored our conversation. I know we're getting to the end, but it was, you know, I'll put the link, your, your website um, in the show notes so people can have it. But it's Lauren LaDuke, but yes. L-E-D-U-C. Mm-hmm. So you know, dot com and um, you're on Instagram and I'll put, I'll put your website on there. It links everything together because it's so lovely. And I just adore what you're doing and the light you're share, shedding and sharing. And I'm happy to be, weave in with you a little bit. This has been great. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. I would absolutely love to chat again. And I just thank you for having me on your podcast and honor you for the work that you're doing. And um, putting out such such beautiful energy into the world, and I know you're probably helping so many people, and uh, you know, using your own story and path to to provide that space for others. So, just want to say, I see you too, oh, and you. <laughs> send you so much love. Oh, all the best! Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>